0: Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Thank you for joining me on Answers from Antioch. I'm Josh Davis filling in today for Pastor Brad Davis. It's my joy and privilege to get to be with you. And let me begin by... Wishing all of you mothers a very happy and blessed Mother's Day. This whole episode is dedicated to you. We're going to be speaking about the biblical role of motherhood. We're going to be tying in with what we see in our culture today. As you know, this week, the abortion issue has really come center stage with everything that's going on in our Supreme Court And the leak in the documents and things like that. I'm not so much going to talk about the direct abortion arguments in the news headlines. No doubt you've been inundated with all that information. I want to take a scriptural look at it and analyze these things by looking at biblical motherhood. And I believe that you'll understand where we're going with this when we get into the content. We want to tie all this together before i jump right into my content i want to encourage you to connect with us the best way to do that is through our website antiochbristol.com and you will find links to this broadcast some of you uh, we welcome in our radio audience and we also welcome in our podcast audience so depending on how you're listening to this content let me encourage you to find us on the radio and to also find us uh, on our podcast platform so that you never miss another minute of our program. And the best way you can do that is go to AntiochBristol.com. On our homepage, uh, there is a green button that talks about answers from Antioch Podcast. You can click on that and go right to this page where you will find the archives of our broadcast. You will find links to our Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify accounts that we have set up to distribute answers from Antioch. And we're glad that we're able to bring that to you. I'm introducing this to you because we're just getting going with all of this. As a matter of fact, today marks one week since we have begun that and launched that. We talked about it last week. And so I just want to reiterate that to you. And again, let me remind you that our radio broadcast is not going anywhere. We're still going to be here on the same station, same time. And we love the relationships that are being built through our radio ministry and through the new podcast option that we have added to that. Just looking for more avenues to expand God's Word and get that out more faithfully and fully in this day that we live in. Okay, let's get back to our main focus of today. And that is Mothers and Mother's Day. And I praise the Lord for so many godly women that He has placed in my life. Uh, My mother and my wife being at the top of the list. But I could name so many godly women that God has allowed to be a great influence in my life. And so I just want to dedicate this program to you as we explore what is biblical motherhood really all about. And as I said, I want to tie it in with the issues that we see in our culture today. And as I think about my own wife and watching her become a mother and seeing that whole process take place as we were married and then we had and have two beautiful kids, but watching her become a mother was a different experience Uh, through her attitude and my wife isn't one to be in front of people. She's not one to be behind a microphone like I am right here speaking to you directly. But she's a very godly woman, and God has gifted her in so many different ways. And so uh, what I want to share with you today is uh, just her example of a Christian mother. And there's so many different avenues that we could go down to. But the one that I want to mention And really concentrate on today is the selflessness of godly women and godly mothers. I believe that's one of the core traits of a godly mother and a good mother is a selfless attitude, that you're putting the needs of your kids ahead of your own needs. You know, in the scripture, Jesus talked about this, the cost of discipleship, the role of a disciple, a true follower of Jesus. What will be some of the hallmarks of a true disciple, a true follower of Jesus? I'm looking at the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 9, and verse 23. Jesus said, He said to them all, If any man, if any person will come after me, if anybody wants to follow me, what does he must do? Three things Jesus mentions in this verse. Let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. I believe that is three great traits of a Christian mother, of a godly woman or man, of course, but we're speaking specifically to mothers and to the role of biblical womanhood today. Three great characteristics of true discipleship. These are hallmarks, if you will, of godly people. Number 1, Let him deny himself. This is that selfless attitude that I was just speaking about, putting the needs of others ahead of your own needs. And think about your own mother. If you had a godly Christian mother, no doubt this was one of the hallmarks of her life was that she was willing to put your needs ahead of her own. And may that be our example. As I said, I observed this in my own mother in raising me as a child, but especially seeing my wife become a mother for the first time. And I know everybody's situation is different. Everybody is unique, and and God has created us all differently. So everybody makes different decisions, but a selfless attitude needs to be included in our Christian decision-making. Um, just getting back to the story of my own wife, she was working as a teacher in public schools in the Bristol area, and when we found out we were pregnant and expecting a baby, it was just her burden, and she felt like it was her calling to do what she could to stay at home with our kids I didn't force that upon her. As a matter of fact, I was a little bit concerned financially for where we would be at that time because of our financial status that we were in at that season of our life. And we were wondering, how is this going to happen? You know, How are we going to make ends meet? But she felt like that was her calling from God, was to stay at home and be with our kids while but while they were preschool age until they went off to school. And can I tell you, and can I testify for just a moment that it didn't always make sense on paper. We had to tighten our belts and we had to live within our means. Yes. And there were some sacrifices. Yes. But it was so worth it. And those were happy years. As I look back on that, God never once failed us. We never went without. He blessed us abundantly. And he was so good to us during those years. And so it truly wasn't really the sacrifice that I expected it to be. It wasn't the hardship and the struggle that I expected it to be. And I just want to encourage you, be faithful to the Lord. Walk in obedience to Him. He's going to meet those needs. You may have to say no to certain things. Of course, we didn't take any luxury vacations and still haven't and still don't. Uh, we There are things that, you know, we haven't bought brand new vehicles or anything like that. But our needs are met by our gracious God, and He is so good to us, and I praise Him for that. And so uh, she wanted to deny herself. Now, I know you may be listening as a single mother, and you say, well, that would be nice But I don't want to shame you. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm not trying to put a guilt on you because I know God calls different people in different ways. If God has put you in a career path and you know that's his will for you to be there, Don't feel guilty about that. Don't feel embarrassed about that. If he has placed you there, you can still fulfill your role as a godly mother. And so please do not feel shamed or embarrassed by what I just shared. That was the calling of God for my wife. It may be a different calling in your situation that you are faced with. But you need to still have that selfless attitude one way or the other. And to tie this in with what we see going on in our world today, I believe that if there's any sin that's at the forefront of abortion, it's the sin of selfishness. It's all about my body my choice, my career, my dreams, my plans, my desires. This baby is getting in the way of what I want my life to be like. I want to just enjoy life. I want to just have fun. And this baby is crashing all of that down. I don't want it. I'm not interested. It's all about me. What a self-centered way to live. And at the root of abortion, I believe that that is one of the chief sins, is a self-centered, selfish attitude. And you know what? That's really the God of the world that we live in, is it not? We live in a world that worships self. I believe the American God is me me, myself, and I. That is American Idol number one. We talk about the idols of sports and all these other lesser gods, but I believe ultimately all those are used to serve ourself and to feed our self-interest and our own search for meaning and for identity And we think that life is all about just doing what I want and me and my wishes. That is not what life is meant for. You see, God doesn't give us kids so that we can have fun and have a great time and be happy all the time. As a parent, you're probably laughing right now, chuckling to yourself, thinking, what are you talking about laughing and having a good time all the time? Do you know what it's like to be a parent? Yes, I've been there and done that, and I chuckle along with you. But you see, the primary role that God blesses us with children is not to make us happy, but to make us holy. God uses children in the life of parents to draw us closer to himself. And as parents, we have a divine responsibility, especially as Christian parents, to show the love of Christ and model this authentic discipleship of Jesus Christ to the children that we are raising up. We're to show them what it looks like to deny ourselves and to Put others ahead of ourselves. That is almost anathema in our generation that we live in today, is it not? I mean, that's almost uh, the worst curse that you could put on somebody is make them do something for somebody else. But dear friend, Jesus did that for us. He modeled selflessness for us and to us in such a great way. Can you think of a better example of selfless love than what Jesus has done for us? Going all the way to the cross to bear our sins. He who was not guilty, he who was innocent, took our sins on himself, bore our selfishness in a very selfless way. Perhaps the most selfless act in all of human history is the cross of Jesus Christ. His resurrection and all that He did and even coming to this earth in the first place. And so I'm just trying to encourage you. I'm not trying to put a guilt trip on you, but I want you to think about your own selfishness. And I want myself... And by the way, I'm looking in the mirror. I want to examine my own heart and to see, Lord, is there selfishness in me that I have not confessed? Am I only... Interested in my own self-interest and not in what you want. You see, we all have to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Him. That's what it's all about. All three of these working together, denying ourself, take up our cross daily. That is, to follow the calling that God has put on our life. It may be a road that is marked with suffering And it may be painful along the way, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. We are to follow Him. You see, true discipleship is a followership. And I know that I'm probably creating a word there, but let's go with it for just a little bit. A followership. True discipleship is following Jesus step by step walking as he walked, living as he lived, loving as he loved, even putting others ahead of our own selves. And again, let me repeat and reiterate, I think if there's any sin at the at the front and the forefront of abortion, it is the sin of selfishness. As I noticed in my own wife, Her willingness and constant willingness even to this very day of putting her own self on the back burner and being willing to pick up after the kids, and to clean up after the kids. Of course, we're teaching them cleaning up after themselves. We're not their servants just simply here to do their bidding and meet every single one of their teeny tiny demands. No, that's not our role. That's not our responsibility. We are, we're teaching them self-responsibility, but there are times when we come beside them, and when a kid is sick and you have to stay up. And man, if you're a parent with young kids, I... Do not envy you. Let me say it that way, because I remember those days when you're up every two hours. And that's what uh, Pastor Brad will sometimes jokingly say. Man, I slept like a baby. I was up every two hours crying and throwing a fit. (laughs) And that's about the truth when it is when you've got a newborn baby in the house. It's up every couple hours wanting to eat. and, And the mom is awake with the baby and dad is often awake as well. And I don't envy those of you who are in that stage of life right now. That is a difficult stage, but it does get better. It changes. Parenting is constantly changing. And, you know, this is just a little freebie I want to throw in here. I think parenting is learning to let go little by little by little. It's like you're holding on to a very long rope. And you're at one end of it, and you're doing everything for that child. The second they're born, you're having to literally do everything for them, but you're letting go day by day by day. You're letting go of more of that rope. My kids are getting a little bit older now, and they're still elementary age, but I even see more and more letting go of that rope every day. And you never really fully let go of it. It's not like you say, okay, you're out of my life. Get out of here No, you still maintain that close relationship even as they grow up. And by the way, keep a close relationship with your parents. Try to stay in touch with your parents. Try to reach out to your parents. There may be a wedge. There may be a division. There may be years of hardship and bad decisions that the parents have made. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, try to show love. Try to show compassion. It may not be reciprocated right this second. They may not respond to you in the way that you hope that they would respond. But continue to show love to your parents. Continue to honor them in the greatest way that you can at this moment. I believe that God takes notice of that in a very special way. And He realizes uh, when we honor our mother and father, We may not be able to do what we would like to do with them or for them because of a strained relationship. But we can still honor them in the way that we talk about them, especially to our own kids. I'm thinking of people who may be bridging that generation gap. You've got kids of your own and you've got parents of your own that are still alive. And maybe there is a strain, but parents just be careful how you talk about your parents to your kids. Be careful how you characterize other people in front of your kids. That's another aspect of godly parenting and discipleship that we need to be careful about. Uh, I never see Jesus bad-mouthing anybody to his disciples. Now, of course, he points out the sin of the Pharisees, and he tells them, beware of these guys But we don't see him running down other people and saying, you know, look out, watch out, and things like that. He doesn't badmouth other people. And that's an example of Christ that we've got to follow. Kids, I want to encourage you, honor your parents. And parents, I want to encourage you, love your kids. And let's see a, a godly family. You know, the world needs to see more godly families, more godly mothers, More Godly Fathers. By the way, I know Father's Day is just about a month away. Lord willing, we'll have a special episode dedicated to fathers and to fatherhood. There's a real crisis of fatherhood in our country today. And mothers, on this special Mother's Day, I want to acknowledge you because you have had to pick up the slack of a lot of dads who have been AWOL They've been missing on the job. They haven't been there to help you like they should. They perhaps haven't been the leader of the household as they should be. That's God's design. I don't want to get ahead of myself speaking about fatherhood, but that's God's design for the fathers is to look out for the wife, to encourage the wife. And and maybe I'm speaking to a dad, to a father, that you need to go to your wife and encourage her today. You need to thank her Maybe even in front of the kids, and just say thank you for all that you're doing. Maybe you need to apologize to her and say, You know what? I've not been pulling my weight around here. I've been unloading a lot of the responsibility onto your shoulders. I want to come beside you, I want to help you bear this burden. I want to be the one that God wants me to be. I want to be the husband God wants me to be. I want to be the father that God wants me to be. Now, perhaps I'm speaking to grandparents who are listening today, and maybe you're raising your grandchildren because of some decisions perhaps that your kids have made, some poor decisions perhaps that they have made, and you're raising your grandkids. Love on them. Encourage them. Don't badmouth them the bad decisions of your kids in front of them to shame them or to embarrass them. Yes, we need to include warnings not to go down the same path, but at the same time, we can do it in a way that shows and demonstrates Christian love and Christian respect and honoring a person who Jesus died for on the cross. I know that's a hard pathway to walk. I've not been there myself yet, but Uh, And I pray that I never am. I know some of you are in that boat and you are listening to us today. I want to encourage you, all of you, whatever hardship you are faced with, whether you're a single mother, whether you're a grandmother raising grandkids, uh, whatever kind of hardship you're on and you're facing right now, remember this. God sees you. He cares about you. He loves you. He wants to encourage you today. He wants you to feel His presence today in a special way. You've got to rely on Him. Maybe you don't have that husband. Maybe the father figure is absent from your kid's life through no fault of your own. God can meet that need. And that's the importance of the local church. Uh, I know in our church family, we've got many godly women who would love to come beside a single mother and encourage her. We've got many godly men who would love to play with those kids and and encourage them and help them to grow in Christian manhood and womanhood. And that's the importance of a church family, that we can encourage each other, love on each other, support each other. And help each other grow closer to Christ. You see this is what it's all about. Denying ourselves, Taking up our cross. And following Jesus. And that is one of the secrets to biblical motherhood. To biblical fatherhood. To biblical discipleship. This isn't just for moms and dads. This is for all Christians. And so if you're a Christian teenager listening to this. That is right for you as well. God wants you to to be selfless and not to be selfish. And I don't want you to be listening to this, pointing the finger at your parents and thinking, "Uh, you're speaking right to my mom. You're speaking right to my dad. You're speaking right to my grandmother. You're speaking right to my grandfather. No, I want to speak to you as well. It's not your job to be selfish and to uh, enjoy their selflessness, but it's your responsibility to be selfless as well and to help them and to serve them in ways that God prompts your heart to do. And so I'm just trying to encourage us as a family unit to love Jesus, to walk with him in selflessness and to surrender and to die to self daily. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I die daily Every single day, he had to put to death his own selfish interest. And maybe we're allowing self to get to a place of prominence where the temptation becomes this, to worship self and to push Jesus out of our life. We're pushing him further and further and further to the periphery of our life until ultimately we don't need him anymore more. And it's all about me and my desires, my dreams, my goals, and what I want. That's drifting away from biblical discipleship, from following after Jesus Christ. We need to turn to Him, look to Him, and realize that we have lived a selfish life. And we need to repent of that and turn to Him with faith and ask Him to forgive us and to draw us ever closer to himself. And it's like we're taking step by step by step, coming closer and closer and closer back to Jesus, to the place we ought to be where we are dying to self. And we are totally laying ourselves onto the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ, saying, Lord, take me, use me, mold me, shape me, make me, what you want me to be as a follower of Jesus Christ in the roles that you have placed me in in this life. I would like to conclude our time together with a prayer for Christian mothers, for godly mothers, and for those of you who may be struggling in the role that God has placed you in in this life. Will you join me in a time of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for this special Mother's Day. I thank you for each woman who is listening to this program. I thank you for each mother who is tuned in today. And I pray that you would be with them in a very special way, that you would undergird them with the strength that they need, with the wisdom that they need to parent their children in the right way and to guide and shepherd the hearts and the souls and the minds of their children. In the way that you have for them. Lord I pray that you would help us. To walk in obedience to Luke chapter 9. Where Jesus said to come after him. We've got to deny self. Take up our cross daily. And follow him. Lord let us follow you. Speak to my heart. Speak to our hearts about ways. That we may have drifted away from you. Away from your truth. And bring us back to yourself i pray that there would be many more godly mothers who are disciples and true followers of jesus christ and who desire to emulate jesus christ in their relationship with their husbands with their families with their children with their grandchildren and that you would allow the godly tribe of godly women to continue to expand and grow and just further them through our nation and through our world today. You know how much we need godly women in this day that we live in. Lord, I pray for America that we could see a revival of selfless, godly mothers and fathers in this land one more time. Lord, do that, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Answers from Antioch today for this special Mother's Day episode. And again, do not forget to connect with us on our church website, AntiochBristol.com. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at AntiochBristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.